Welcome to Scintillations, the podcast where we explore hot takes on the business of branding, consumers, and culture. Each week, we talk to the top minds from businesses shaping tomorrow, cultural thought leaders, and people with an eye out for what's next. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or simply curious about the forces shaping the world of consumer business, we've got you covered. From the latest trends in consumer behavior, to the cutting-edge strategies used by the world's top brands, we'll unpack it all, giving you the insights you'll need to stay ahead of the game. So, join us for scintillating conversations that will help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of modern business, including developments in artificial intelligence tools, like this voiceover. And now, your host, award-winning brand builder, Erica First. Good afternoon, Devanchi. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you for having me, Erica. Why don't we just jump right in and can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company? Great. So my name is Devanchi Garg-Serene and I'm the founder CEO of Motif Beauty. We are a scientific skincare company. Uh, my background is in technology and change management, and I'm a multi-hyphenate, I'm a mom, and I've lived in over six countries across four continents, and the most of which time I've spent in, in New York and in America. So what brought you into beauty and opening uh, a beauty brand? So as a, you know, as a daughter of an immigrant family, I started out my career in management consulting because that's kind of what I'm supposed to do and went on to work in tech and always struggled with my skin. You know, it wasn't so bad. I didn't have crazy acne, but it was never great. And actually, the more products I used, the worse it got. And I found myself working in innovation consulting with a lot of Fortune 100s in, in beauty and having that kind of insight at how things are done and then having that struggle as a consumer and a dissatisfied consumer, it was just this moment where there was an aha and I said, okay, I can do things differently. And I've always said that innovation happens on the edges. And when you take insights from one industry and apply them to another industry. And I think that's what I did. I, it, it sounds crazy, but I applied a lot of the principles of how I worked in tech and I applied that into beauty. And can you tell us a little bit about Motif? What's, what's your brand? What does it look like? What's it built on? So with Motif, I wanted to create skincare that actually works. And I know we've probably heard that before, and it sounds like a bit of an empty promise, but there is a way that people approach skincare and think about skincare and end up using skincare. So there is definitely a user behavior aspect to it. So I'll give you an example. There is so much information and misinformation around skincare that people are either doing too much to their skin or not doing anything at all because the avoidance mechanism kicks in in their brains when something doesn't make sense or there is conflicting information and they decide to just stay away from it all and wash their face with water. What we did was we leaned into the science. We have a dermatologist who is a Stanford dermatologist 
Cole was my kindred spirit. So we started talking about the consumer behavior he struggles with as a dermatologist. And I talked about what was missing in skincare and why that might be. But at the same time, we also talked about what prevents people from continuing to use science-grounded products. It's usually the look and the feel of the product. So we said, okay, what if we created scientific-based skincare that also looks beautiful and feels beautiful and is thoughtfully made that inspires people to use it again and again? And that's so interesting what you were saying about they find conflicting information and end up doing nothing because that is a classic avoidance behavior where rather than make a mistake, I'll remain inactive. And that's actually one of the biggest problems that we see in wellness brands, mental health, diet, exercise, is that it's so overwhelming. And if I'm not really in need, then I would rather not make the wrong thing or even embark in something. I'm someone who has a very hard time with consistency. So I can be good for like a week and then I'll forget. <laughs> I'll go and invest in a whole bunch of products and then I'll forget that I have the routine. You have, as you said, you have a background also in psychology and change management. How did you build some of this into the products or in, you said, you know, you brought the innovation in. How did you apply that? So I'll, I'll break this answer into two parts. One is the basic thesis of change management is that in order for change to occur, there needs to be a point A where there's dissatisfaction with the status quo. And then there's a point B, which is a desired future state. And then part C is the path to get from point A to point B. For change to occur and be sustained, those three parts have to be clear. And of course, the higher the dissatisfaction with the status quo, the clearer the desired state and the more desirable the future state. And then the path from getting to point A to point B has to be easy-ish, right? And maybe even more important than easy, it has to be clearly defined. So you spoke about, you know, you invest in things and then don't do the routine because buying something is easy. And then using it day in, day out and, and actually putting it to use, right? And you will see that with people that buy the gym equipment, but then don't make the time to use it or buy the supplements and then don't remember to take it every day because that's I a lot of hard. Corey, what did you say? I said, I took all of those. <laughs> yes, well, for sure. Right. And, and I think it's all of us. I, you know, I've got like golf, um, golf clubs, like, you know, catching dust in my garage because I bought them, but didn't, you know, didn't make time to follow through. And so I think that's a core consumer behavior we're seeing in wellness. And the misinformation perpetuates the confusion with that path, as well as distrust with the industry, right? Because when you start to see conflicting information, you're like, okay, well, then this is a bunch of hocus pocus. Right. So I'll answer the second part of your question, which was how we created motif to combat that is one is we made sense of that misinformation. The problem with wellness and a part of the wellness industry that perpetuates the distrust is that there is a lot of misinformation because a lot of it is, there is a lot of hocus pocus out there. 
Um, it's not an industry that's heavily regulated. How do we distinguish a brand that's giving us the correct information from a brand that's not? Right. From a brand that's science-based and is saying they're science-based to a brand that's, that's not and saying that they are. So one, the first thing that we did at Motif Beauty is we try to understand, okay, where, what is the information in the beauty industry, in the skincare industry, and where's the truth and where is the science? And, you know, not to get into too much detail about the industry, but what we realized was that there were a lot of claims that were being made about ingredients that weren't backed by peer-reviewed, independent, unbiased scientific research. And so that was the first thing that we said we're going to stand for is that we're going to create products that are backed by real science. And you see that in the, in the effect and the outcomes of the product. So that's number one. And the number two is we thought about consumer behavior. So we thought about, okay, so I'll give you an example. Our first product, which is our hero product, is the Abundance Cleanser. And we identified a disconnect in the industry. So people, no product gets as much face time as a face wash. However, nobody thinks that it's important. So they think a face wash is something that is low in actives. It doesn't matter. It's just washing my face off. It's a rinse off. But then if you think about it, the product that is the most expensive that we all love to use is a mask. And masks are also a rinse-off. And they actually tend to be the most dollar per ounce, right? We're spending $15, $20 on a one-time use face mask. So there's a consumer behavior disconnect. And I think it's my background in tech that forced me to look at the data and look at what people are using and how they think and all the, you know, all the facts that we had wrong. So we created our first cleanser as a mini mask because people were buying masks that they would never use. So what if you created a mask component in your face wash? And if you left that, if you left that face wash on for a minute in the morning, a minute in the evening, you have 14 minutes of cumulative face time of those ingredients and you have the consistency, mm -hmm. right? Because a face mask won't give you that consistency. So with our abundance cleanser, we looked at the industry. We looked at what people were doing and we just try to make it easier for them to get the results based on the kind of behavior that they have. And the behavior that we're trying to fight now is the fact that people think you shouldn't spend a lot of money on a cleanser. But once they start using it, they see the effects. So, right. And that's really interesting to build on top of an existing behavior to... Shift the other one. It's kind of atomic habits where you stack them, but in this case, you're just swapping it out. It's like, all right, you're doing this, so do this, except it's really beneficial to this. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's really where our dermatologist expertise comes in. A huge part of our product development process is strategy that is influenced by what people do or don't do or say they're going to do and don't do. You know, as a, a new emerging brand, it's very hard to put a lot of marketing dollars behind education, right? But that's what we're really trying to do. 
So the great thing with the internet and and all these social media platforms is that they give a voice to everybody, but the problem is they give a voice to everybody, right? right? And another thing that's happened with a lot of these wellness brands is this, they've almost put too much power in the hands of the consumer who isn't informed right. and can't be informed. And so for us, really, it's about taking a little bit of that power back because I think consumers need us to, they just don't know it, right? And and they may be empowered by brands that say, well, you know, here are different percentages and just take whatever you want and layer this and layer that and become your own cosmetic chemist. But we have other jobs to do and we're not qualified to do that. There's too much conflicting information out there and you're going to do more harm than good. And so if we're really, we're going to think about long-term skin health and we're going to deliver that to you and you're going to see it, right? And that's the other problem with some of these wellness brands is that if we're really going with the science, our results aren't going to be so subjective. We have to think about what I keep telling my team and, and our product development team is we have to think about skincare almost like medicine, where when you, when you prescribe an X product, you're going to get a Y result. And we have to try to recreate as much of that predictability as possible. And the only way that's going to happen is through science. And that's such an interesting point that you bring up because there is something known as the therapeutic paradox, which is that if you do something that's preventative and then nothing happens, did it happen, right? Like, is it working? And this is another one of the challenges that a lot of wellness brands have, because if you're sick and you take a medicine and then you get better, you're like, that drug really works. But if you're doing preventative things and then nothing happens, you think, oh, maybe I don't need it because I think I look exactly the same, right? (laughs) For sure. And, you know, skincare is a very unique category in wellness where people are actually constantly doing too much. Right. Because they can see it immediately, right? Like they're constantly trying new products. They're staring at their faces far too long. And, you know, for us, we're really telling people to do less. And they're not satisfied with doing less, right? And, and, and they want to see results right away. So there's, I think there's the therapeutic paradox in place here. There's an extreme desire for instant gratification in place here. And there's also a bit of a concept of the more I do the better it's going to be. And, and I think I personally suffered for that myself, where I just use so many products that I caused a problem and then it's easy to fix the problem. But it's, you know, it's not as satisfying when there's no problem. Right. <laughs> so what's the ideal routine then? So, you know, one of the things that unequivocally is important is sunscreen, right? Like we all know that. And then the other is cleansing your face, right? If we really think about it, you have to get that sunscreen off. You have to get dirt and grime off. And you're going to be able to prevent a lot of problems by keeping your skin clean in a way that doesn't strip your skin. And so really that cleanser is so important because it's your first step. Often what people are doing is they're using these like foaming cleansers, these cleansers that have a lot of fragrances. And so you're actually taking your skin back two steps. And then you're layering on all these expensive serums and creams, but you're actually spending all that time undoing damage. So cleansing the face is extremely important. And the other is consistency, right? There are a lot of potent ingredients out there, but if you don't consistently 
expose your face to those ingredients, you're not going to see the results, right? It's like saying, okay, I, I had broccoli like once a month. You're not going to see results, right? And so that's the same thing with skincare. And that's why we try to create all these like potent ingredients in a format that is a once or twice a day format. So we're enabling that consistent exposure. And really just using, using ingredients that are backed by science and non-irritating, right? Because the minute we start irritating our skin, drying our skin, inflaming our skin, we're just doing damage. So what are the top five things that you wish people, consumers would stop doing with their skincare? Skincare has to be considered to be different to beauty in general. Like skin, skincare is not makeup. Skincare is not something you do for fun. You have to think about skincare as skin health right? Where your skin is like the largest organ of your body and its core goal is to keep bad things outside your body and the good things inside your body. And thinking about skin as more medically and as an organ of your body where you're not doing so much DIY self-help trendy things like a trendy mask, you know, use a trendy lip gloss, but don't use a trendy mask on your skin. So number one is to just think of your skin as, as an organ. Number two is less is more. To do less and to do it more consistently and frequently. Number three is to avoid ingredients that irritate the skin. So you're not doing any harm to the skin. And if it feels bad, it is bad. So aggressive peels and exfoliating your skin off, like just being kinder and gentler. It's like self-care at its finest, right? People say, oh, beauty is about self-care. But when we're ignoring the signs that our skin is giving us, we're training ourselves not to listen to the cues of our, our, our body. So listening to our skin's cues and being consistent. <laughs> And that's, again, another core theme of Motif Beauty is can we be gentle is typically associated with weak and ineffective and potent is usually associated with aggressive and peeling. But could we create a brand that is super gentle on your skin, but is really pushing those results for you, but, but in a gentle way, right? So that is our goal as a, as a company. And I think that's where skincare is going to go next. So. I really hope we're going away from the beauty hurts. Let's hope so. Do you think Motif is ever going to step into makeup and other beauty products? Or do you want to stay a skincare brand? So for me, I believe skin health is a problem that needs to be addressed. And skin health is, you know, not just restricted to the face. My vision for Motif Beauty is to really solve our problems and to take our skin to the next level all over our body. So if we look at scalp, if we look at, you know, our, our hands and our feet. Uh, so that, that is what I'm looking forward to build. Okay. So on a mission to take all of our skin very seriously. And where can people find your products? So right now we are on our website, www.motifskincare.com. And 
we're in conversations with a few retailers as well. So stay tuned. Yes. <laughs> yes, because you are brand new. We are. We launched 1st of March. And so what products should I run and try right now? So we have one product, which is on our website right now, which is the Abundance Plumping Phytoceramide Cleanser. And where uh, the next product is in the works. But of course, I can get you a sneak peek. I have that on tape. So <laughs> yes, the first course. Okay, Devanchi, thank you so much for talking to us today. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Erica.